social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Cause if you're social, then you really should be tweeting less. If you're social, then you really could be leading less. You can't have what people say it's so mysterious. Because you're social, you're a leader and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Welcome back to All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today we are speaking with Nicole Delonzo, who is the founding editor of one of my absolute favorite daily reads. It's called Taste Daily, and it is incredible. Nicole is the former director of social at Kiehl's Cosmetics and has a long career history that we'll be hearing all about. She describes herself as a lifestyle hacker for bold women. She's also a yoga enthusiast, a diligent dreamer, and a tenacious believer. With a bio like that, I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be part of this podcast and to be here with you today. Uh, I just, I'm so excited to see everything that you do with this series. I'm so happy to have you here. And, and Nicole, our love story began long ago when I was reading a lot of your blogs and work way back in the day. And then when I saw that you launched Taste Daily, I just thought that this has the real potential to be something amazing. Thank you so much. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your career. You've had you've had quite a career, uh, you know, for your relatively young age. You've had an amazing <laughs> career um, for what you've done. So so tell us how you got your start and kind of your journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, I first started out um, coming out of school and going right into publishing for uh, Read Business. You know, they publish Variety. Mm. I really wanted to learn about the publishing industry. Wow. And I quickly realized that um, the editorial assistant role was very interesting and production was important to know. Um, But I quickly realized I needed to learn about sales as well. So from there, I went and actually worked in sales for almost two years. And I... uh, I was part of the new home sales um, industry for a little while. Wow. (laughs) And I know it's such a departure from what I do today. But what I learned was no matter what you're doing, you have to sell something, even if it's your ideas. So all of the the people that I talk to are just coming out of school. I, I recommend sales and PR experience to them. It was just so important. It is such a critical skill. Did you feel like with sales that you either have it or you don't? Did you feel like it was a skill that you can learn? Can you learn sales, do you think? So that's such an interesting question. I would – I wouldn't want to just like – I wouldn't want to discourage someone from learning those skills, but – I was recruited because of the kind of personality that I had. And um, once I was taught all of the skills, you know, you go through so much sales training when you take a sales job. And that education was priceless. Oh, my gosh. Sales companies invest so much into that training. And it's helped me so much because, as you know, as a woman in social, you have to do so much selling in social. I agree. I agree. It's really interesting that you say that because I got some of my best training when I was in sales. It's, yeah. It's funny that you said exactly. that. Okay. So you were in sales. Yeah. You learned this critical skill. Right. Then what? Then I, you know, I was part of the industry. I got my big promotion. I was selling and selling. Had, you know, great time. And then this, the real estate bubble burst. Yes. 
And so I realized it was time for me to go back to really using my degree and focus more on writing again. So I um, I started doing freelance writing with uh, this company that J.P. Morgan had underwritten. Uh, we were doing some travel writing. And then I started doing investigative journalism. Wow. <laughs> and we were investigating the hedge fund managers on Wall Street. So now this was back like, you know, 2006-ish, 2007. Okay. So it was like kind of an interesting time. Um, and uh, from there, I, uh, I had been in Maryland and then in western Pennsylvania. And then it was kind of time for me to come back to my roots and come back and, you know, be in New York. And I came home, and I was freelance writing, and I read this one article in New York Magazine about how the homeless shelters in Manhattan didn't have enough supplies to feed these people because the times were so hard at that point. Wow. And I wanted to do something about it. It just—it was so crazy to me that this was happening, like, in our backyard. So I went out and tried to learn how to create assets for nonprofits because I, I realized all these nonprofits, they didn't have any web presence. You remember 2007. Of course. I mean, some of them of still course. don't. Right. And so I, um, my father gave me my first Mac in, uh, I think it was, well, new Mac um, in like 2000, I guess it was 2007. Okay. So you know those one-to-one classes they teach at the Apple Store? Yes, of course I do. Okay, I went every single week for a year and a half and learned how to use iMovie and build my own website, and it was this crazy thing. <laughs> you went every single day? Every week, every week, that's, yeah. That's dedication. Every week. I was like, that's I know. That's amazing. And it was, it was incredible, and it was empowering and bizarre because, I mean, writing code is so foreign to me. I'm not, I don't even, I wouldn't even call myself like, you know, I was using all of the software and stuff. Right, but right. I went out and I was tracking down these nonprofits and then they started coming to me and I was doing interviews with them and shooting videos in Central Park and stuff. And um, I still talk to some of them, you know, to this day. Um, I'll never forget the first one that we did. I got an email from the nonprofit and they were like, we have tears in our eyes. We're coming up in search for our topic now because of wow. what you did. And I was just like, this is amazing. This is so exciting. What a light bulb moment for you yeah. in reading that article. It was that really it just, exciting. It changed everything for you, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Wow. It was so early, too. And, like, I got heavy into Twitter and started doing social media for social good. And we raised almost $9,000 for Haiti through Twitter during the Haiti crisis. Wow. And that's when people started realizing social was actually not this frivolous thing that was, like, so bizarre and not intuitive at all. Um, and uh, then I got picked up by my first PR agency. <laughs> <laughs> and two years prior to that, do you ever write, like, mission statements? Of course. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so two years <laughs> Yeah. Everyone in this series does. Of course. Too. Everyone in this series does. They have a vision board and they write mission statements. Yes. And that's what we do. Oh, my gosh. I actually found my little pink index cards, like, a couple months ago. You did. Yeah. And I had written, like, you know, I want to be working in PR in New York and doing this and – I knew I needed that experience just intuitively. And it's quite an experience working at a PR agency. So so you went you went from really being an early adopter, being in social for social good, really being able to impact change. And then that gave you the it sounds like it gave you the confidence and the experience for you to join an agency. Yeah. And so tell me about life at the agency. So it's funny, even though you know that you don't have the background to do something. But you all of a sudden have this new skill set that nobody else has either. You kind of jump into it, and then you're like, timesheets? What is going on? <laughs> timesheets are the worst. <laughs> oh, 
Um, but no, but just those little, those little, you know, administrative things that like you never worked worked on when you were freelancing or you know in other industries. Um, but it was an amazing experience. You know, there's something that you learn working in a PR agency that you just don't learn other places, and it helps you with everything in life. Really? <laughs> Positioning. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you learn how to speak to a client in a way that's like helpful and useful but persuasive without being condescending if you're good at what you do. Yes. <laughs> Which takes time. Yeah. But – did you feel going in, like you mentioned that, you know, you had this experience in being an early adopter, but not necessarily experience on the agency side. Did you feel overwhelmed when you got there? Did you feel like out of your league or did you feel ready? Yeah, it's funny. When I first got there, you know, you're kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. So you dive in and you're doing your work yeah. and then you run into like all of these challenges and the people who've been there a while, they kind of know the drill. So I did what I did anywhere else, and I kind of created my own group of people who who had strengths in all the areas that I did not and tried to make sure that I worked with those people and had, like, you know, mutually beneficial relationships with everyone yeah. and just tried to share, honestly, what I was trying to get out of the experience and what I wanted to do. But it definitely took time. It took time yeah. for you to do it. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you built your confidence, though. Yeah. You went it's, and you learned a lot. Oh, so much. Oh, my gosh. We I went on to launch social media for so many different major brands, which is so cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great experience at an agency to be able to work with a diverse group of brands like that that you yes. wouldn't get if you were on the brand side. But it sounds like you went from an agency and you went and moved to the brand side. Yes. And yes. so tell me a little bit about that over at Kiehl's. Yeah. So um, what a cool company. Um, I uh, I was, you know, at the agency doing my thing. And I started thinking about, you know, what would be the, the greatest next step for me. And I'm sure you see this a lot, too. Um, sometimes, like, when someone's looking to focus more, they'll, they'll go brand side. And it kind of all came together and someone recommended me for the role. Um, and I had the opportunity to work. Um, it was a global role. And uh, I had a great opportunity to work with the Asian market a lot, which wow. was so cool. And I had never done that before. Um, and really kind of dive into what people are doing in social globally, not just here, you know, in, in New York or in the U.S., which was exciting. So that really appealed to me. And then obviously um, – running the the team and then running the agency as, as part of the the overall strategy and everything. Wow. So that that sounds like a whole level of uncharted territory as well. Yeah. Was that was that challenging for you doing something you'd never done before? Oh, it sounds absolutely. like you, you go into this quite <laughs> yeah. a bit of running yeah. into things you've never done before. Yes. Yeah, it's it's strange. Like sometimes when I definitely am very thoughtful and strategic about a lot of different things that I do and and participate in, but um, that doesn't mean I'm not nervous about it. I'm, like, really freaking nervous about oh. all these different things. Um, but for some reason, that that fear kind of, like, drives me because then I know that I'm hitting that place. Even before I knew what the learning zone was, I kind of felt like if I was in that place where I was a little bit uncomfortable, yep. then that meant I could, you know, really grow and ultimately, like, develop into what I'm supposed to develop into. So it sounds like the fear drives you, that, yeah, that kind of trepidation about trying something new. Yeah. I love that. So, okay. So <laughs> we were on the freelance side. 
Yeah. We went to the agency side. Then we went to the brand side. Yeah. So before we jump into being coming an entrepreneur, which is what you did, um, do you have a preference in those areas if you were advising somebody in the start of their career? So that's such a good question, and I'm feeling about this a lot. Okay, good. Because uh, people ask me this, but well, you have you really have the wealth of experience of all of them, you know, and, it's and, like a and variety. You a good, yeah. So tell me. So I have to say, um, the two are are different from my experience. But I never would have been as polished as I was if I didn't have agency experience. There's something that that you just learn when you're agency side about presentation and public speaking and packaging. Like literally, you're not going to send a client a, a, you know, messy Google Doc right. filled with, you know, edits and right. stuff like that. Right. So you learn a lot on the agency side in terms yeah. of becoming polished and presentation skills. And then the brand, it sounds like you just – what an interesting experience that must have been. Yeah. Globally. Yes. So you were there and you said, it's time for me to start my own thing. Yeah. You know – yeah. Tell me. Yeah. You know how you just have that feeling? You're like, all right. It feels like it's now or never. Like I feel like – it felt like it was time to take a risk that I probably – um, personally might not want to take in a few more years. And I just had this feeling inside me that I needed to um, really get back to what I had been doing, um, you know, throughout, you know, my life, which is writing. And I just went out there and launched and decided I would write my way there. Wow. <laughs> But what – so how did the decision happen? How did you say, like, okay, you're there, and you say – you just said, I'm just going to do this today? So three years ago, okay, I bought the domain. Okay. <laughs> and I I launched um, kind of a site that was a little bit um, – little bit of a similar flavor, but um, I, I left tastedaily.com, and I didn't do anything with it. I had mm-hmm. a feeling maybe I could do something with it mm-hmm. down the road, mm-hmm. and – I had been really, like, chewing on it for a long time, as I do sometimes. <laughs> and I was writing outlines and stuff like okay. that. And um, I was having one of my classic brainstorm sessions with my wonderful counterpart. Love and, it. Yeah. And uh, we have a whiteboard in the living room at all times. Of, cor- of course you do. <laughs> do you too? Of probably? course. Yeah. We Well, we share our office, which is entirely whiteboarded, but we always write oh, on there. We yeah. have, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Eventually we'll do that. I love, we have to. Yeah. That's that's for you guys, for sure. Yeah. So like sometimes like we'll whiteboard it out when yep. we get stuck. Yeah. And so we're working and I was like, you know what? I just really want to give something to women that's going to be useful for them, but how it really kind of originated was I was, you know, I went agency side and then brand side and, you know, the roles are 24-7. Yes. Right? And so I found myself looking for an email that was really supportive of me and my life and not something that necessarily was all about one specific topic and... Um, not all about shopping necessarily, but maybe, maybe a taste of different things. And um, I I just wanted something positive to open my email and see something positive, but not too sappy. Yep. Because I'm very sensitive. And then that could lead into like a whole other like feeling that I would have. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. So I started like this rough draft of the email that I would design um, that would come out, you know, every morning at the same time you could count on 
this like in your inbox that was there for you no matter what you were going through and I just put the launch rock page up and just we had like um 80 percent conversions and so that was it I was like I'm gonna do it because I think you tapped into something that women really want and need which is just a short succinct you know piece a nugget of wisdom a pearl a a mixtape you know all of these different pieces that that we just kind of need as we're headed into work in the morning and just for us something for us and i i i love taste daily i think it taps into exactly what women need i think it's an an incredible piece thank you so much your you know your readership and your support means so much of course and and so tell me about it must be very scary to have left these really big jobs. I mean, it's incredible the career that you've had. And so so taking that jump must be really scary. Tell me about when you made that choice. Um how, you know, I know you said that fear fuels you, but this is a different this this is real deal. You, yeah. you left, you know, your job <laughs> to start this. Tell me about right. it. Right. And you know, a lot of times across the industry we'll see someone leave their their big role and they make this grandiose announcement about it, but everyone's like, well, how are they paying their rent? Right. This is such an awkward conversation. Right. So I kind of kept it to myself for a little while and figured it out um, kind of what my plan was. But I – when I, you know, on the on the very practical side of it, when I realized that this was the next best thing for me um, – you know, I didn't take my bonus and buy a Chanel bag. Right. Um, I just didn't. I packed it away. Right. Um, and I kind of planned out, you know, who are my key partners that I did what I would do, you know, in a role. And that's something that I think we're we are less inclined to do these things that we do for clients and for our our EVP to do for ourselves. So I kind of sat down and said, what are all the things I would do for a client right now? And I mapped it out and I targeted some brands. Um, I'm very proud to say that, you know, we we have a major brand partner um, that kind of, you know, in that moment, uh, you know, there's always people who are kind of like, what are you doing? So you left your, <laughs> you left your like big role and salary um, to write emails. And so that moment when that partner came on, it turned it from, you know, a hobby to like a legit business. Right. And that was, you know, again, that was great, not just for the business, but also just for confidence. Exactly. And I think for me watching you, what an incredible act of courage it is to do that and pursue something that you really have dreamed about doing for a long time. It seems like, I mean, even you started your career in publishing. If you think about where this has all led to, it seems like you're exactly where you should be. Yes. So I know, I know that for questions, I know, (laughs) I know that you get a lot of people. I know for me, when I left, you know, I had a really lucrative career in sales and a pretty big career on the brand side. And, and when I left to start the company, it was, people thought I was totally nuts and and it ended up working out just fine. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you walk the line because I try not to glamorize it. Right. You know, I try to glamorize startup life the way that it is in the tech industry sometimes. Yep. But um, I I would just say don't be afraid, you know. And just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So speaking of the startup and entrepreneur life, so you are not um, the only entrepreneur in your household. So you mentioned before your partner. So you're both entrepreneurs. You and Jason yes. are both entrepreneurs. Tell me how that how, – how does that work for you? Well, it's as, really – As somebody who's married to yeah. her co-founder, we can have a real deal chat right now. I know. Seriously. Um, it's funny. Um, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs – 
And I think I'm probably more accustomed to the the process, but Jason is first, you know, to do something like this in his yes. family. And you would think he's been doing it, like, his whole life. He's just so natural. And when I first – when we first met, you know, I was, like, you know, agency and I had a regular job and everything. And so I think um, we kind of balanced each other out a little bit. Yep. But I always knew I wanted to launch my own startup eventually. And we kind of just always support each other and we collaborate on so many different things. Um, I am so grateful to him and his support of Taste Daily. He's really – he goes out of his way every day to do something to support my my little – my brand-new startup. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And do you, do you feel like – um, when you give each other advice on your on your startups, is it is it well received or is it like no? Don't tell me about that. So it's such a good question. Yes, and something that I've learned that you know I think we probably learned agency side is timing. It's all oh, about timing. Brilliant, you're a genius. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, yes, because if we're having drinks or something and relaxing. He he appreciates that I suggest, yes. you know, a different time for his email to launch. <laughs> but if he's in the middle of, like, 17 client calls and, like, there's shit everywhere, yeah, like... This is amazing. It's not the right time to tell him about a font change. That's amazing. That is great <laughs> advice, Nicole, because it's so true. Um, as, somebody, <laughs> as somebody who lives with and is married to and parents with yeah. um, their co-founder and now with two different startups, it's, it's definitely... Um, timing is is in fact <laughs> is in fact everything. So speaking about timing, um, tell me about where you are at within Taste Daily. Tell me about where the company is and and what you're looking at next. Yes. Yeah. So I you know, I launched like I said um knowing even though if it was a little uncomfortable that I would literally need to write my way there and um, within the last few weeks, I feel like I've gotten to that point and I'm ready to refine a little bit more. And we're doing um, – we collect reader feedback, um, you know, uh, on a rolling basis yes. as people subscribe. And then we're also going to dive more into, um, you know, different things that people are having challenges with and how we can support our readership more. Mm-hmm. And just I, – I always um, – you know, I don't want to be too attached to my own idea that I'm not evolving with the community. That's a great, great statement because for me, a lot of times I can fall in love with some of my own things because yeah. of course I thought of it. It's Why easy. Is it? Of course it's brilliant. Yeah. But I think that if you're if you're thinking about what they want, is there a particular? Oh, I wanted to ask you this too because of course I did the survey. Yeah. What area are they most interested in? Are the women who read most yes. interested in? So, and you might have noticed this. Everyone, hands down, um, nearly, it's it's very close. Um, the overwhelming feedback is everyone wants more inspirational stories about other women. Yep. Number one thing. So we've started incorporating more. I launched a new column. That's what she said. Um, and really kind of like owning the conversation around that or working towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the next one is in the health and wellness sphere, which, you know, led me later to um, pursue something that I'd wanted to do for a long time um, with a yoga certification. And we just, you know, we keep testing um, and it's pretty – we can learn pretty quickly what people are responding to. People – the best for me is when people reply to emails. Like when you reply to an email, that's like the greatest thing. I love it. Oh. It's just, you know. Oh, now I have to reply more often. No. I'm going to reply every <laughs> no day. Pressure, right? No. Right <laughs> so I think um, 
it's interesting that the areas that women want to focus on are hearing from other women, hearing stories from mm-hmm. other women and health yeah. and wellness. Because if you think about it, you can feel um, as a as a woman in your career, you can sometimes feel very alone, right? Yes. You feel very isolated. And also making time for yourself is the hardest thing to do. And right. that's with, with health and wellness, it's something that, that we need to make time for. And I yeah. think that that's key. I, I love hearing that. So it sounds like that's that's incredible. So what are you doing with that, with the health and wellness? So I'm really excited. We're going to um, actually really excited to share this with you. This is a special announcement. <laughs> Here live yes. <laughs> on all the social ladies. We have a yes. Taste Daily Nicole Delonzo <laughs> exclusive. I'm ready. Should I do Beyonce shimmy yes. to do it? So I um, recently, you know, went through a very cathartic experience getting uh, studying yoga more deeply. I had this amazing six-week intensive experience and um, really learning the philosophy and not just the physical movements, but how they're married together and how that makes such a difference for you as a person. So I'm going to be introducing more of that into the Taste Daily flavor. Um, But also in keeping with my past and what I know my social media managers and strategists are going through, we're going to actually launch um, social uh, yoga for social media pros. So I'm so excited, and I hope that it helps all of those people going through all the different things that I went through and the different layers of my social career. <laughs> wow. So yoga for social media pros. Okay, so tell me all about this. Tell me what this will be. Yes. So um, there's going to be uh, – we're definitely going to – we're going to share some videos and things like that, but there's also going to be um, – a heavy presence of meditations and mantras and things that, you know, I wouldn't normally have known about in my career just because you you just don't find these things. So I'm kind of bringing together all of the things that I'm learning from, you know, a little bit of the Chinese medicine and the meditation um, pieces and different things, you know, um, for carpal tunnel syndrome, there's different moves that you can do that we all, you know, these things that we all kind of are, are managing as people who work on a computer all day long. Yep. Um, and uh, managing stress and anxiety. Any community manager out there on the front lines, and I've been you, so I know what you're going through, you know, you're absorbing the 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 energy of the community. And if something goes wrong or like some kind of food product is <laughs> served poorly or something, you know the community is really tough sometimes. Yeah. So all of those things. So it's communicating with those people, uh, health and wellness tips and yoga socially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So tell me tell me about when you're communicating, you're building for Taste Daily or or for this newer kind of iteration of where you are yeah. within this. How are you reaching people socially? How what's how do you find the best way to reach them? Yeah. So um we actually um we're on all of the the major channels um and we distribute across the channels. But something that we do that we've seen a really good response from is um, we've done online book chats, hmm. which um, I was warned against doing and really? told no one would show up. <laughs> yeah. You know, those conversations are great, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. I tried that and it, I was really unsuccessful at it. So you definitely shouldn't do it. So supportive. I know. So um, I, you know, promoted it, of course, but um, 
the community ended up loving it because they got to talk to each other. Um, so we we do those things. And Facebook ads have been our number one converter converter for subscribers. Wow. Huge success with Facebook ads. Really? Yes. And who are you targeting? Are you targeting working women or like how do you how do you set your targets? Yeah. So it depends on where we are. Um, but we have a major base, you know, in New York. So we'll target New York and the age range roughly is kind of broad, so it's twenty five to fifty five. But I'll target all of I'll, tar- I'll target different interests and things like that. Okay. And um, I I get counsel from people who are Facebook ad um, experts because that's something that is definitely super specific. So I definitely work with um, different people on that. Okay. Side note: I have I'm going to put you in touch awesome. with somebody for that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Special um, discovery here yeah. on our interview today. Good. I'll help it. you with that. Um, but um, we also um, were in the process of launching two new communities, one of readers to support our most um, engaged readers, and then another one um, kind of created of influencers um, across the country. So, wow. yeah. And so the the goal is to really build the readership and help right. create this content like the Yoga for Social Media yeah. pros that help helps make it really compelling for right. people. Wow, yeah. that's exciting. And people can sign up at tastedaily.com? Yeah, so actually we just set it up before speaking with you today. Yay. So you can sign up tastedaily.com slash social yoga if they want to really target the yoga part oh, of it. Oh, that is so exciting. And it's just so exciting for you, too, because it's so clearly a part of your passion. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing. It's amazing how you're evolving and growing, yeah. and I've I've just love watching it grow. I have Thank a qu- I'm watching you grow. It's been it's really it's awesome. I, I'm Thank I'm you. very impressed. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So you know before how you were talking about your mission statement and how you said you were going to get into an agency and be there. Yeah. Do you have a mission statement now? That's such a good question. Yeah. So the mission statement that I wrote for Taste Daily um, is one that's very close to my heart, and it's on Canvas, like in the apartment. What's Taste Daily's mission statement? Okay, so Taste Daily's mission statement is something that I wrote um, when I was preparing to launch the site, and it goes like this. Today, I will not gossip about other women. I will know my beauty I will eat like a goddess fueled by healthy nutrients. I will enter the room like I own it. I will rally with like-minded women. I will ask for what I want directly. I will move forward because there's no going back. I love it. I love it. So don't you think that the Taste Daily mission statement is quite quite the same way you live your life? If, it, if I'm, for Just yeah. from watching you, I mean, that's exactly how you live your life. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And I wanted something that you could say to yourself as, you know, almost like a positive affirmation. Like yes. they work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so happy I, I had you on today, Nicole. And it was just, it was really great and just such a positive message that you bring with Taste Daily. And I'm, I'm super excited about yoga for social media pros. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward. I hope everybody who's listening heads on over to the site. It's tastedaily.com slash social yoga social yoga (laughs) yay so exciting and thank you so much for coming on thank you so much you've been listening to all the social ladies with carrie kerfin ceo of likable media you can follow carrie on twitter at carrie kerfin 
to get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com.